From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you know that this is the It's Time to Fight podcast. My name is Matthew Terry. I am the host of the It's Time to Fight podcast. And on behalf of everyone here at the show, I want to thank everybody for pressing that play button. We have tons of play buttons that you can press. We are over on Podbean. We are over on Spotify. We are over on iTunes. Please, please, please go over there. Give us a five-star rating. It does help us out immensely. But most of all, you can go over to timetofight.ca and you can check out every single episode of this podcast, as well as great videos from Moonshine Branded Wrestling, Cornerstone of Wrestling, as well as BMD's Let's Talk Bud. Lots of great uh, content over on timetofight.ca. Please, please, please go check it out. Let's do a podcast. So, um, <coughs> sorry, I'm actually breaking... <coughs> Oh, excuse me. And this might actually be because <laughs> this is funny. Um, I'm actually breaking a big rule right now. Uh, uh, well, what was a big rule? Or it might be a big rule. Uh, as as we speak, or as I speak, or as you speak to the podcast, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm making my lunch. That's not that's not the, the, the rule. I'm making my lunch for work. Um, as a lot of you know, I work for the YMCA of Niagara. And um, I'm making my lunch, and I'm a, I'm 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 a cheese guy. I like cheese, so uh, whether it's on my sandwich or whether it's on the side or whatnot. Uh, so I'm making my lunch, and I'm very big on some for my lunch, some for me, some for my lunch, some for me. So I'm like, oh, I got to go downstairs, and I got to record uh, some things for the podcast. So I brought a couple pieces of cheese, and as I walk down, um, as I walk down the stairs, uh, to, to come to the studio. I look. I have two pieces of cheese in my hand, and it just it harkened back to when I was in a play in high school, and our drama director, Mrs. Palmer, who, uh, little side note, was actually the the wife of my wrestling coach. Um, see, I'm tying it into wrestling. Um, and one of the big no nos, one of the big rules, was you don't eat dairy products before you go on stage or. Uh, it wasn't really a stage. It was a dinner theater, and we were just in front of everybody. Um, and I, I, I remembered that uh, like they, they were walking around with hors d'oeuvres, and someone offered me an hors d'oeuvre, and I took some cheese because, again, I'm a cheese guy. And um, so I took it, and I started eating it, and then one of the other actors walked up to me, and we're all in character, and he walks up to me, and he goes, that's a very fine dairy product you have. And I'm like, well, thank you. Oh, crap, and I threw it in a potted plant. So, um, and I, that's, that's legit. I threw it into a potted plant. So if anyone from the driftwood in Athens, Ontario, Canada, remembers finding a piece of cheese in whatever state it may have been by the time you found it, that was me. Just so you know. There you go. Uh, but what made me laugh was, um, like I thought of that on the way down. And then as I get into the studio on my desk 
in the studio uh, this past June, my father and my stepmother uh, found my script from that um, from that play, and uh, it's still sitting here on the table because I haven't found a place for it. I'm going to find a place for that. But I found it funny that here I am thinking of the, 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 the dairy rule, and I find the script to that play. Um, I know that's not really wrestling except for the fact that, as I said, my um, – my my drama director was the wife of my uh, wrestling coach. I'm gonna eat some cheese. Um, I want to talk to you about a few things. Let let's get like the non wrestling stuff out of the way. Um, Chris Chris Quigley, excuse me, Chris Quigley. Um, if you don't know who Chris Quigley is, I encourage you to 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 find out who he is. He is a great comedian. He's one of my very favorite comedians. I actually took my wife, or I guess my wife took me, uh, to our very first wedding anniversary to see Chris Quigley, and because um, she knew how much of a fan I was, and uh, he was close by. So for my very first wedding anniversary, I went and saw Chris Quigley, and I've had the opportunity to uh, to actually become, I guess, friends with Chris Quigley. Um, we don't hang out or anything, but uh, you know, we uh, I've helped him out on some charitable things. He's helped me out on things. Um, so we, we have that kind of a bond and now, um, Chris has a Christmas book. He has a holiday book, uh, Josie, the Christmas saving cat. Uh, I know for a fact that Chris is a very big, uh, animal advocate. Um, so the fact that it's about a Christmas saving cat, I'm not surprised at all, but, uh, yeah, he has this, uh, he has this, uh, uh, Christmas book out, and he asked, would I mention it on the podcast? I'm more than happy to help Chris out. So uh, Josie, the Christmas Saving Cat, and it's it's available wherever you get your books. It's a, it's a widespread thing. It's not like you have to get onto his website or something. You can go to Barnes & Noble. You can go to Chapters. You can go to, to uh, or I, don't, I think he's, I, for some reason, I think that it's not uh, on Chapters for some reason. Um, but you can go on Amazon, and still waiting on Chapters. Into, I'm reading it on uh, the... Aren't these cell phones we have great? As I can look up this stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, still waiting on. So it's not Chapters Indigo yet. Um, but yeah, go check out Josie, the Christmas Saving Cat, um, on Amazon and uh, where you get your books, apparently, except for Chapters Indigo, uh, which apparently they're waiting to see. All right, let's get to some wrestling stuff. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody for uh, their response from last week of me leaving Alpha One. Um, there wasn't any, I'm, I'm not saying people were positive, like, oh, thank God you left Alpha One. Um, but a lot of people got a hold of me and said, uh, you know, we understand, uh, really appreciate you, and uh, said thank you. Thank you for uh, 10 years. 10 years I gave to uh, to Alpha One. And um, I, I, I appreciate everybody saying thank you. And uh, getting a hold of me and uh, and expressing their appreciation. Um, and my wife listened. I know sometimes I joke on here that uh, my wife doesn't listen to the to the stuff I do, and she doesn't. But she listened to last week. Why? Because all the promotion was about you know Matt discusses his decision to leave Alpha One. And of course, my wife knew I had left Alpha One, but um, I think she wanted to get a little more into my head about it and uh, and see what I said about it. Um, and uh, so she listened, and uh, she really appreciated the things I said about uh, my family being that important to me that I would take uh, wrestling, at least that segment of it, 
and uh, and and put it on the back burner. But thank you everyone for uh, for getting getting to me and saying you know thank you for uh, for all the time that I put into Alpha One and uh, and yeah. Um, however, um, I, what what is it? A door closes, a window opens, or a window closes, door opens, whatever. Um, new school wrestling in Hamilton. Uh, I have, I've been involved with them for a little while. You guys know that I've been doing commentary for them and now that, uh, but I, I kind of alpha one was always my, uh, my, my concentration or my focus in Hamilton. And I was giving NSW their due because, you know, I was, I was still working for them, but I, I was doing commentary. I was kind of keeping out of, uh, out of public eye. Now, uh, NSW is my focus in Hamilton. It is new school wrestling in Hamilton, and um, again, these phones are great items. I'm gonna get their their next event up here. I should have gotten it sooner. Um, but NSW has their next show coming up in January. I believe it's January 15th. Just let me get it up here. Uh, let's see. What am I looking for? New new school wrestling. New school wrestling. And that's not it. 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 Make them wait too. Here it is. Make them wait too. And load, 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 load. January twelfth. Haha. Good thing I did look it up. January twelfth, two thousand twenty, I suppose. NSW. Make them wait too. In Hamilton, Ontario. One King Street West in Hamilton, Ontario. As I said, going to be a great show. Awesome show. Um, but as I said, New School Wrestling is now my focus in Hamilton. Um, that and Moonshine Brand Wrestling. I know I've mentioned Moonshine Brand Wrestling on here before. And I've I've been, I've itched. I've itched. Moonshine Brand Wrestling, if you if you're just new to the to the program. Uh, Moonshine Brand Wrestling is a promotion that I ran several years ago. And I got away from it because I was doing so many things and um, unfortunately, you know, my mom passed away and I put a lot of things on the back burner. That's not a sob story. That's just the way things were. I just took a lot of things and I put them on the back burner, including Moonshine Brand Wrestling. Um, my head just wasn't into it anymore. Well, my head's back and uh, on January 12th, 2020 in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, the pre-show for New School Wrestling is going to feature Moonshine Brand Wrestling. So if, if you're listening to this and you remember the type of kind of strange stuff that I did with Moonshine Brand Wrestling, Moonshine Brand Wrestling is coming back. It will be the pre-show for New School Wrestling on January 12th, 2020. So of course, of course, of course, I encourage you to come out to that show. Come out to that show and see Moonshine Brand Wrestling. We're going we're gonna to just give you a little sprinkle, just a little, just a little taste, just a little something. I think you're going to enjoy it. So be sure to come out and check that out. And uh, I think that's just about what I have uh, for wrestling-related stuff. I think so. I'm looking at my list. Let's see. I got uh, Alpha One Response, Chris Quigley, New School Wrestling and Moonshine Brand Wrestling, Cheese. Yeah, I'm good. Say, you're Bobby Rivers, right? Bobby barely registers and nods while he looks around for women. I love how you beat Willie Dean tonight. I hate that guy. 
Bobby looks at the bar and sees Willie Dean talking to two girls. Hey, Chris, kayfabe. He looks at the fan. Sorry, man, we stay here. There's going to be a fight. Know what I mean? Let's go, Chris. Chris asks, why didn't we stay? There wasn't going to be any fight. Listen, brother. Bert Ironside's rule number one. Baby faces and heels do not socialize. Why? It's all about protecting the business. You don't tell your five-year-old that there's no Santa Claus and faces and heels do not sit in a bar full of marks drinking together. Kings of the Ring is wrestling's first audio drama podcast as a fictional depiction of the 1980s wrestling industry in and out of the ring. Join us as we take you back to the 1980s. You'll be a fly in the wall in the locker rooms of the past while the wrestlers put together matches. We'll take you into the jam-packed arenas where the rabid fans of the past believed everything they saw was real. We'll take you inside the ring where you'll hear what the wrestlers talk about and you can feel the action. We'll take you to the underbelly of the arena where the wrestlers got into all sorts of trouble. And we'll take you to the bars and clubs where the boys got into even more trouble. And it wouldn't be 80s wrestling if we didn't end up at the <clears throat> hotel room. Search Kings of the Ring from any podcast app or go straight to the website kingsotr.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Everett Connors. He is on the show today. This is kind. This is kind of my new uh, my new lane. I've I've switched lanes, but I'm gonna I'm still gonna drive in this lane. Uh, I started watching independentwrestling.tv more and more and more, and uh, they got great live streams on there. You can see action from all over the world, literally, not just live streams, but there's a lot of on-demand content, and uh, you can go on there and you can watch all that great content. And uh, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm just seeing these wrestlers who I've never even heard of, but I'm becoming a fan, an instant fan, right there, right then. Gnarls Garvin, a uh, perfect example of someone who I watch, and like, I want to talk to that son of a bitch. And I got him on the podcast. Everett Connors, another guy I saw and said, that I want to talk to that son of a bitch. Now he's on the podcast. So I've had some good results. I have had one bad result from a ring announcer who said I was – too pushy to try and get them on the podcast but anyway that's that's neither here nor there it is what it is that's what you young people say these days it is what it is um but i got Eric connor's on here and uh i'm so glad that i got the chance to uh to, to talk to him get to know him i'm even more of a fan now than i was before i got the chance to talk to him and uh really nice kid I, I get to call him kid because I'm more than 15 years older than him, so I get to call him, hey, kid. Uh, oh, man, I'm turning into that guy. Um, but nonetheless, it was really good to talk to him, and uh, I encourage everyone, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on independentwrestling.tv, whether it's on SoundCloud, and you're going to find out exactly what I mean by that. In mere moments, find yourself some Everett Connors, but I am happy to, to tell you, lucky you, you have found some Everett Connors, He's on the podcast today. Let's talk to him. Hello? Everett Connors, how you doing, sir? I am good. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. Very nice to talk to you. 
Yes, sir. Nice to talk to you as well. So I, I use this podcast. Uh, well, I use uh, uh, streaming things to like, I, I see wrestlers, I become fans of them. And then I say, Hey, I got a podcast coming on. So you, you are my next guest. And I want to pre I want to uh, say, I really appreciate you coming on. Well, no, I appreciate you having me. I, uh, I don't do a lot of podcasts, but uh, the ones I do, I enjoy them. So, thanks for having me on. Well, I, hopefully, I, I continue that streak of enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I looked up some of your stuff and I liked it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Let's let's Absolutely. just get let's just get right into it. As I said, I use this podcast sometimes just to get to know. Uh, wrestlers. So tell me about Everett Connors. Man, okay. So about me. Not to I'm put you 20... on the spot. <laughs> no, hey, that's okay. Uh, I'm... See, it's weird. I'm 25. I'm from St. Louis, born and raised. Uh, man, I love, 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 love sports. Big basketball guy. Big basketball guy. Um, big hockey guy as well. Um, man, what else about me? What else? I uh, I like to snowboard. Big snowboarding guy and wakeboarding. I'm a big wakeboarder. Um, man, see, I feel weird saying all that, but... It, I don't know. There's there's not much else. I'm a simple I'm a simple guy. You know, I I don't do a lot of stuff. I'm more of a person that like I like to be alone. Um, but other than that, you know, just I'm easy going. Now I'm I'm, uh, I'm kind of the same in the way that I I like to be alone. But I guess in the same way, I like because I I do ring announcing. I like being in front of the crowd. But that's kind of weird because I'm so introverted that most of the time I prefer to be alone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've had that conversation with some of my family members because I'm a huge introvert. I am. I, I much prefer to be by myself and kind of just stay in my house, just watch TV or whatever. Um, I'll go out every now and then, but I like, I enjoy being by myself. And so they find it weird. They're like, how you act? in wrestling and in the ring is so different from you as a person. I'm like, well, yeah, it's just that it's just, it's a character. It's, that's not who I really am. Um, now I will say some of the stuff that like, I, I, the way I dress as Everett Connors in the ring, that that's how I actually dress sometimes out. I, I, I do like that wild, like outlandish stuff. But, uh, for the most part, you know, uh, completely different. Me as a wrestler, two completely different people. So, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of the same way, like not to the extreme, like not, I don't wear the type of stuff you wear to the ring, <laughs> but I like to wear t-shirts and like maybe sweaters and stuff like that, but sweaters that people like kind of like they look at or they have to read or they get a laugh off of. So again, trying to be alone, but I'm trying to draw attention to myself, or not trying to, but I, I tend to. <laughs> yeah, man, I feel you. It, it's a weird thing. It's weird. I really don't know how to explain it. Like, I like 
okay, I like being asked to do stuff. I enjoy that. I'm like, I like when people are like, hey, you want to go out? But I say, okay, I have a, a horrible, horrible time saying no to people. So okay. I'll say yeah. And then, like, leading up to it, I'll be excited. And then, like, by the time it comes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm dreading this. So I'll be like, eh, I'm going to stay inside and just, I, I love Impractical Jokers. Uh, I know you guys, do you guys have, I figured you guys have Impractical Jokers. We do, can. we do. I, 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 I admit I, I've watched the show quickly and briefly, but I do know that, uh, yeah, it's, it's on regularly up here as well. Man, yeah, I love that show, so. I love watching that. I'm like, and I prefer to just watch that, stay at home, pizza, and like drink Mountain Dew. That's what I like. So, what uh, what is the the history in wrestling? Like, what uh, what age are we are we getting drawn to wrestling? What uh, what intrigues us about wrestling? What, how do we get started in this? So, I had a friend, um, uh, an old neighbor, really. And when I was younger, I wasn't as into it. Um, I think it was by, I think maybe 14 or 15 was when I really got into it. And then uh, it kind of like died down the path. Like I watched it regularly for like two years. And then by the time I hit 17 and I was in high school, I did a bunch of other stuff that, and then like wrestling kind of went away. I had a buddy um, who wrestled Ethan Cash. He got me back into it, and then he found a training school in St. Louis. And he's like, hey, I'm going to you know, do this. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to join you. We went to a show, a local show. It was awesome. I mean, the wrestling wasn't the best. But at the time, you know, we didn't. We didn't care. We were like, that's awesome. This is sick. And uh, around 19 is when I started training in St. Louis. And you're trained by Michael Elgin. It, okay, so originally... <laughs> okay, hold originally, on. Let me explain. <laughs> originally, I was trained by a dude named Brandon Espinosa. Okay. And then... The training was subpar at best. Okay. Uh, and then there were two guys named Gary J and Evan Jalistico. And so I credit them more than I do Brandon Espinoza as training. Uh, and then Michael Hogan. And with Gary and Evan, I don't know. 21, so two years, two or three years. And then Michael Logan came around. I did like a little Ring of Honor seminar that he hosted in St. Louis. It was like a three-day camp. I did that, and like I learned so much from him. And that, in those three days, I was like, all right, yeah, I'm definitely training with this guy. And so after that camp, I, I started training with Elgin. Now, when you say that your original training was subpar at best, is it subpar but good meaning or subpar getting some money out of your pocket? Getting the money out of my pocket. Uh, it was not – it was – with Brandon Espinosa, it was not good. And, uh, I mean, it, yeah. I, I don't like 
I don't like. Can I cuss? Do you prefer or what's that? Am I able to cuss on this? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Curse away! Curse okay. away! Curse away! Okay. Okay. Uh, Brandon Espinosa was shitty. I mean, it was very bad. It was. He was just a shitty trainer. And I try, I don't like to talk about him because like, I don't like to be negative, but it was so bad. And like, he was just a bad person. And so it kind of like, it was just all around a shitty situation being around him. So he was just trying to get money from, he would take money from literally anybody. If just some random person just walked off the streets and came into our little practice gym, he'd be like, yeah, you can come on in you know it, yeah. it didn't matter so it was it was a uh, it was shitty but luckily uh i met gary jay and evangelistico uh because of brandon so i mean he, i guess it wasn't it wasn't all bad he he was a uh, shit but he did introduce me to gary jay and evangelistico so that that's good okay so at least he gave you a starting point exactly yeah all right let's give him let's give him at least that <laughs> okay. So now before that or uh, from there, do you become Skylar Beckett or where does Skylar Beckett come in? So Skylar Beckett is from, there is a promotion that was started up by uh, like a millionaire, uh, Major Basin. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he started NWL, which was National Wrestling League. And that was a, uh, uh, a new uh, a new promotion in St. Louis and Kansas City. So with that, I was I've already I was already wrestling for a few years in St. Louis. I was ever Connors and then uh this guy was given like contract and you know NWL was supposed to um but unfortunately it didn't really take off. It is what it is. But uh, because of him giving contracts, everyone that was signed there had to change their names. And that's where Skylar Beckett came from. It was just an NWL thing. Oh, okay. So I, I did kind of skip over Michael Elgin. I really shouldn't because I do Mike uh, know Mike uh, personally. And I know the reputation he has for training. Tell me, because mm-hmm. you, you said, like, you know, you, you came through – uh, you know, a few people, but when you got to, to Elgin, you were like, I'm getting trained by this guy. So tr- tr- yeah. tell me, tell me why, what, what was it that said, I got to get trained by this guy and then tell me about being trained by him. Oh man, the knowledge that the guy has, it, it is, the knowledge that he, he has is insane. Um, just the way he understands wrestling and he, uh, the way he teaches it in such a, a simple way to where everybody can grasp it is, is that's what sets him apart from a lot of people. And he really works with you. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, 10 years of business or you're just starting out. Like he'll, he knows, he'll see what you need to work on and pick at that. And, uh, that I really did enjoy my time training with I mean, he is uh, a phenomenal trainer and, uh, he is a, a great performer. And uh, that, I mean, from the time that I trained with him 
up until the time that I stopped, he made me, I mean, 10 times the wrestler that I, that I was, it was, uh, it was insane. Now I, f- I find Michael has, uh, an, uh, an inane ability to know what the crowd is looking for at what time and be able to shift gears. Is that something that's natural to him or is that something that he could actually teach people? Oh, it, it, well, it definitely comes natural to him. I mean, like a lot, a lot of stuff in wrestling comes natural to him. Um, but he, he does have that ability to be able to, if he sees that, you know, that, that gear shifting of like, all right, the crowd at this point wants, uh, you know, this, that's how you get them. That's how you get, uh, and then that's how you give it to them. And he's really good at that because he explains it in a way to where you can understand. And, uh, Again, that, uh, that's what sets him apart from a lot of people, and uh, that's what makes him, you know, a really good trainer, uh, professional wrestler. Yeah, I, I I noticed that like he, uh, some or I I was talking with someone about it. How he seems to know when it's time to like you know a hard knife edge chop, or when it's time to get a laugh out of the crowd. Like he he seems to know what the crowd needs at whatever time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's just natural. Uh, that is just natural for him. But uh, if someone needs that uh, teaching, he's definitely able to give it to him and and show him, hey, this is how you get there. This is how you transition transition there. And you know, there's easy steps into it. Now so I, he's really good at that. I don't think I've ever told this story about uh, Elgin on the podcast. So um, if um. <laughs> Michael, uh, like I, I did a, a few things with Ring of Honor, and there was one time that I went there, and being a ring announcer, uh, they were having uh, they had the Japan guys in, and they were um, they wanted to have like this big special meet and greet with all the Japanese, and I was there, and they had like four or five uh, young guys that they had, or uh, not young guys, but uh, ring announcers that they had uh, invited in, and. They they wanted someone to host this, and uh, Bobby Cruz, I, if if I understand the, the 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 story correctly, said, "Well, why don't you use one of these guys that you've brought here?" And they were kind of humming and hawing, humming and hawing, humming and hawing, who they were going to use. Rip Impact. I don't know if you know Rip Impact. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Rip Impact said, "Oh, you should use Matthew Terry. He's the best in Ontario." And uh, no, no disrespect to Rip. They were still kind of humming and hawing, humming and hawing, humming and hawing. And Michael walked up and said, what are you guys talking about? And they said, well, we're trying to decide who to host this meet and greet. And he said, oh, you want to use Terry. He's the best in Ontario. Now, as, as much as I say that I know Michael personally, I probably haven't exchanged more than 100 words with the guy in all the years I've known him. But we know, obviously, who each other. Obviously, I know who he is, and he knows who I am. But we're not, like, buddies. Like, we don't talk constantly. Sure. So the fact that he actually, oh, yeah, you want to use Terry, he's the best in Ontario. And at the time, Michael was the ROH champion, so obviously he had a little a little say around there. Now, I think it was about, like, a year later, um, he was collecting figures for his little one. And he said, does anybody have these figures and they're willing to sell. And I happen to have three or four of them that I, uh, that, uh, that I had. 
And I said, do you have these? He said, no, I don't have those. How much do you want? And I said, you know what? You can have them. I owe you a favor. And I said, you're coming to, up here to Hamilton to work for Alpha One, so I'll just give you to them. And he's like, okay, cool. So he comes up. I give him the figures, and he says, are you sure you don't want money for these? And I said, no, I owe you a favor. And he kind of like, okay. And I said, do you know why I owe you a favor? And he's like, I'm sorry, not a clue. <laughs> and so I told him the story. And he goes, dude, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't remember that happening, but that is something I would have said. So, <laughs> and the story was confirmed by Rip Impact and by people from Ring of Honor. So I know it happened, but Michael was just like, dude, I'll be totally honest with you. I don't remember that happening, but I probably would have said that. So, uh, uh, all right. Well, I've already given you the figures, so it's kind of. <laughs> all right. So moving on from Michael Elgin, um, you've been doing this for about five years now, right? Yeah, yeah, about, yeah, five years. So where does the Bieber cutout come in? So, <laughs> that, okay, so um, I struggled for the longest time with, like, gaining a personality, which, I, I you know, I, I feel like everyone has um, a problem with it at some point, especially early on. Maybe not everyone, but... Uh, a very common thing to it, it was so hard for me to to interact with the crowd and to um you know just just i guess be myself in a way um i, I was more more interested at the time of like being a, a legit like professional wrestler like a like an Alex Shelley type or someone as opposed to being like a character and so early on, I struggled with that. I struggled with finding an identity that I could relate to because when I first started, I wore like pink trunks. I came out in like a polo. Uh, it was just, it was the weirdest shit that, that wasn't me. So like, as I kind of gained more confidence in myself, um, which I owe a lot to wrestling, uh, just finding confidence, not just in the ring, but outside of the ring to, to be able to be myself and not actually care about what, you know, people think or, or, you know, it's a, it's a show. So it's okay to, you know, just be fucking outlandish. That's where the Bieber thing came in. I was always, I will say I, I like Justin Bieber. I think he has good music. Um, I think a lot of people shit on him for no reason. Oh, there are some reasons that he deserves, but uh, I, I don't think he's the worst person. So his music was like, all right, I, I could get down with his music. I liked his his fucking his style, um, and so I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna. I saw a cutout. My sister had a cutout. Unfortunately, she lost it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy one. I'm going to dress like the cutout and I'm going to pretend it's actually Justin Bieber. I'll bring him out. And that's that. And that's where that came from. Just actually liking him and then just being like, all right, well, I'll dress like him because I like the way he dresses. And that kind of just took off. I, I think Justin Bieber, I'll, I'll, I'll say like, I like a couple of his songs. Like he's not really my, my cup of tea, but there's a couple songs that he does have. 
But yeah. I, I find kind of like some wrestlers these days, kind of like a Roman Reigns or something, where it's almost cool to not like them or to shit on them, even yeah. though like you're kind of like, oh, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's how it is nowadays. Like, everyone wants to... I, and I don't know... Look, I'm not saying like he makes the best music. Some of his stuff is absolute trash, but for the stuff that he does, he doesn't get a lot of credit for his music being good because he was uh, a pop star, and you know it was like it was embarrassing if you were a guy. It's embarrassing to like him because all the girls liked him. Yeah. So it's like whatever, you know. He's not the worst, and he has fucking. Sick fucking clothes. So, I uh, I I was standing in a store with my wife, and over the over the speaker came uh, my mama don't like you, and she loves everyone. And I laughed, and I looked at my wife, and I said, "I love that line. Who is this?" And she goes, "Justin Bieber." And I was just like, "Ah, damn." <laughs> so I I guess I do like some of his stuff. Because I, I would all, I was one of the ones that was like, ah, Justin Bieber, ah, Justin Bieber, like he's just a little teeny bopper. But then I started hearing more and more of his stuff, and hello, all right then. Yeah. So I, okay, so what was the last thing you heard? Uh, the you were in the store and you were laughing because you heard the uh, my mama don't like you song. Yeah, and I kind of like, ah, oh, damn. And then I, it was at that point that I realized, well, I guess I like some of Justin Bieber stuff, and. <laughs> And uh, who who's the other one? Uh, Miley Cyrus. I it was oh, the same. Yeah. Uh, it was the same thing. I thought like, oh, Miley Cyrus, like you know her music and blah blah blah. But then I know it was the the song "The Climb," and I was listening to it, and I'm like, that's a great song. I love that. And then I think it was my wife who said, "That's Miley Cyrus," and I'm like, well, I guess I like Miley Cyrus now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. I just thought, like, you know, they're teeny bopper music, and they do their thing, and I'm an old man, and, like, oh, well, I guess I like their stuff now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they have some good songs. I mean, most of them, look, most of them are for younger kids. All of them are for younger kids, it seems like. But there are some hits that are, or some songs that are are like that, that are catchy, you know, like, I'll listen to it. Yeah, that's how I am, and I feel you. I'm the same way. Well, I'm I'm very eclectic with my music anyway, so I don't I don't fault myself too bad. So <laughs> I I get that. Now I'm I'm let let's uh, I, I, how do I ask this? I was listening. I was watching uh, uh, an old show. I think it was Anarchy versus Everyone, and uh-huh. you were against Cody Lane, and uh-huh. who I'm also a huge fan of. And one of the commentators mentioned the the song you have out. Tell me about this. Okay, there's there's a song that I made uh, when I was in NWL, and you can find it actually on uh, SoundCloud, and it is called "I Am Him," and it was me, uh, Pierre Abernathy, and. Um, I think there was someone else in there but we wrote this song in like 30 minutes in like a shed uh and then we recorded it in that same shed so 
it's like a two-minute song, and because I NWL, so NWL was Skylar Beckett for a period, which was like this kid, uh, trust fund kid, kind of gimmicky, uh, and then I transferred from Skylar Beckett to Everett Connors, and I was doing, instead of doing the Justin Bieber gimmick there, I just, I transferred from like the Justin Bieber gimmick being a huge fan of Justin Bieber to actually turning into the pop star. And so I did a pop star gimmick. And in that time, that's when I created that song. I performed it, which you could find on YouTube. Uh, it's somewhere on there. And uh, yeah, it, it is out there. It's on SoundCloud called I Am Him. Ollie's All Stars. It's money. Hey, yo, girl, where are you at? I'm sleeping. Oh, my bad. I'm Prince Charming. Come to save you. Oh, yeah. I am him. Here I am. Prince Charming with my sword of love. Girl, your savior. Here I am. Take my hand. Yeah, yeah. Prince Charming. Yeah, yeah. Your savior. Yeah, yeah. I am him. Yeah, yeah. I am him. You tell her what you wanted to hear. Need a coat, I'll warm you up. Need a ride, I'll pick you up. Anywhere, I'll be there. Don't I have amazing hair? Winter, summer, spring, or fall. I am him all year long. Hey, yo, girl, where you at? I'm sleeping. Oh, my bad. I'm Prince Charming. Come to save you. Oh, yes, I am him. Here I am, Prince Charming, with my sword of love, girl. Your savior, here I am. Take my hand, yeah, yeah. Prince Charming, yeah, yeah. Your savior, yeah, yeah. I am him, yeah, yeah. I am him. Need a coat, I'll warm you up. Need a ride, I'll pick you up. Anywhere, I'll be there. I am him all year long. Ali's All Stars. It's money! Need a coat, I'll warm you up. Need a ride, I'll pick you up. Anywhere, I'll be there. I am him all year long. Yeah, yeah, Prince Charming. Yeah, yeah, your savior. Yeah, yeah, I am him. Yeah, yeah, I am him. Yeah, yeah, Prince Charming. Yeah, yeah, your savior. Yeah, yeah, I am him. Yeah, yeah, I am him. All right. Well, you know I'm going to track this down and add it to the podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I hope you do. Um, and I will say it is, it is great. Some of my best work. I am going to say that. Uh, you'll. I, I have a feeling that you'll like it. I'll say that. All right. The Everett Connors Magic Show. What? Okay. What is? What is this? Again, they made reference to this and. Yeah. I, I couldn't find anything on it, but they were saying that it was like a pre-show thing. Yeah, so St. Louis Anarchy, um, which I, I don't, I don't travel a lot for. I don't travel at all anymore. I kind of just do um, some local stuff. I do St. Louis Anarchy. Now, why why uh, do you because, why do you not travel around? Is that your choice? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I um, there was just I don't. Uh, when I was first starting out, you know, I was traveling so much and I, I just burnt myself out on it. So I never really did anything 
other than wrestle. Uh, and so I was so passionate about it. And, I, and I, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. You, you guys, they have to travel. And um, I, I just did it so much that I just, I literally burnt myself out on it. And I was like, well, there was a time where I was just going to quit. And I was like, well, I really like St. Louis Anarchy. I like everyone involved there. It's my favorite promotion. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to do St. Louis Anarchy. And so with that, St. Louis Anarchy went away because of NWL. Because the booker uh, got a job with NWL. So he had a uh, shut down St. Louis Anarchy. Uh, Pierre Abernathy is the guy, the promoter. And he's and then he got a job with NWL. Then when NWL shut down, he reopened St. Louis Anarchy, which Anarchy, if people aren't familiar with, I suggest looking up. They have a lot of great shows, a lot of great talent. Anyways, this new run with St. Louis Anarchy, they have uh, this thing uh, pre-show. And they do like five dollars for people to come in, and they give you matches. And then I do like little skits, little uh, whatever. I did a magic show. I did a rap battle with Matt Fitchett, part of the besties with Davey Vega. Um, I've done what else have I done? I've done uh, uh, punch social with no punch um there are a few other things i'm doing an audition tape i'm just going to do a bunch of random auditions in january so it's just like little silly things uh and for the magic show i was like well i'll do a magic show i don't know magic but i youtubed it and i I learned a few tricks okay and you know it was Within five minutes, I was like, oh, I could do a simple card trick. Uh, the magic show was a success. The, the magic tricks weren't as successful, but uh, the, the show itself was, was very fun, and I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing the little, the little skits before the show. That's what I like. I like the entertainment aspect a lot more than I do the in-ring aspect. All right. Now, as a result of this magic show, Raul the Bear got stabbed? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> I was trying. So, Raul the Bear is my friend. I rescued him. And he. And then you comes stabbed with him. me everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, I was trying to uh, show that, hey, I'm going to stab him with a knife, I'm going to put him under a blanket stab him and then I'm going to make him disappear and there's nothing's going to be there no blood no nothing he's going to he's going to be gone he's going to vanish okay and unfortunately uh that was not on YouTube that magic trick so I was just just out there freestyling and Raul trusted me and I appreciate that and unfortunately it went haywire and uh, resulted in him getting a few uh, a few wounds. He's okay now. He's okay now. I took care of him, but uh, he does have some some scars from it. Is, is he still but wearing the tape? <laughs> he is. He is. We still have the tape on there just to make sure. 
it's just for his own safety, and and I don't want him taking it off. So he's still wearing it. Uh, and but he is doing he's doing fine. He's doing fantastic. He's actually with me right now, and and everything's okay. Okay, wonderful. So you said you found Raul. I did. I saved him from a circus. You saved him from a circus. Yes. Those damn circuses. Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah. And so I told him to hop in my car, and he hopped in. And uh, ever since then, me and him, we've been inseparable. You're the best of friends. <laughs> exactly. All right. I'm glad to hear it. So you said how you don't travel very much, and you're kind of staying with St. Louis Anarchy. Is that the long-term plan, or are you just kind of, you know, taking it easy for a bit? What's what's the outlook? Yeah, you know, I I don't know what the future holds, honestly. Um, right now, I'm content with just being at St. Louis Anarchy and uh, just doing local stuff. Um, if something were to pop up, uh, I... I don't know if I would say no. I don't know if I would say yes. It's just one of those things where it just I would just have to be in that that moment and you know think about it. But right now, I am completely content with being at St. Louis Anarchy and just doing their shows and and just having a blast with with the crowd there and and everyone involved there. This coming from the person who says he can't say no to people. I know. It is weird. It is weird. <laughs> I'll tell you, I am a I'm a weird person. It, it's just I guess okay. I can't say no to people I like. Okay. Uh but uh like I said, it it, it would have to be a situation that I'm in where I would, you know, it would have to come up in the future. I would have to think about it. I don't know what the future holds, but like I said, right now, completely content with just being at Anarchy. Uh, I know there's a, another promotion, Glory Pro. Um, they run in St. Louis, um, and they're great too. But uh, yeah, Anarchy is that's my home. That's that's who I like, and that's what I like to do. Now, just to kind of close up, uh, like, because at first, at first glance of you, uh, and you were talking about some of the stuff you wear in the ring is the stuff that you wear outside the ring as well. However, yeah. you kind of wear this netting. <laughs> I've seen you a couple times with this like netting suit, almost like a, a beekeeper's outfit, except we're not even beekeepers, but it's uh, mosquito netting. That's what I was trying to think of. And uh, I think uh, it was a couple of shows ago on the uh, St. Louis Anarchy, you were wearing like a, not a shower curtain, but like a plastic something. <laughs> a plastic shirt? Yeah, a plastic shirt. And didn't you have, <laughs> no, you didn't, or did you have plastic trunks as well or shorts or something? They were, they were like, yeah, kind of like plastic shorts, transparent shorts. So <laughs> I, I, is this the type of stuff you wear every day? <laughs> Okay, not every day, but I, I do wear that. I, I'll wear that stuff. I uh, I have uh, a velour shirt that I like to wear. I have a, a fur hoodie that I like to wear. You know, um, I know I say I'm a introvert, but I also like I like 
the outlandish stuff. I like wearing clothes that uh, people are like, what What the fuck are you wearing? Why are you wearing that? And um, so I have a lot of a lot of clothes that I buy off of ASOS, which is an app, A-S-O-S. And they sell the weirdest shit, the weirdest stuff. And that's where I do a lot of my shopping. Them, Urban Outfitters, those who are like my top two. And uh, they sell like a lot of festival clothes, like uh, Coachella is a huge music thing. And it's like this festival of like where you go and you just listen to a bunch of artists for three days and like, and like the, the wood, not the woods, but the desert. So in that time, people are doing a lot of drugs. People are wearing a lot of weird shit. And that's ASOS is like built for people who go to Coachella. Have you ever been? So that's where. I've never been, never been to Coachella. It's a, it's a California thing. I've never been to Coachella. Um, I, I wouldn't ever go just because it's not my scene, but um, the clothes, you should, if you just type in Coachella on Google, a lot of, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Just the clothes is just there. It's fucking out there. Crazy. Well, I'm I'm writing uh, all this stuff down. I'm writing down Coachella. <laughs> I'm writing down ASOS. I'm writing down I am him on uh, on Go- uh, Sound- on SoundCloud. Sorry. SoundCloud. Yeah. Yep. So I'm writing all this stuff down. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. And and you'll understand. You'll understand. You'll you'll get in. Uh, you'll get in my mind right there. It's like that's just everything. That just that's just racing through my mind. It's fucking ASOS. Urban Outfitters, Justin Bieber music, fucking Impractical Joker episodes, just all that. All right. Well, it's been really nice getting to know you, Everett, and uh, thank you so much for all your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. All right. You have yourself a good day. Thanks. You too. Bye now. Bye. So what do you think of Everett Cotters? Uh, As I said, I'm more of a fan of him now than I was before I spoke to him. And uh, I'm actually a little disappointed. I had mentioned earlier how uh, I'm resurrecting Moonshine Brand Wrestling. And I think Everett Connors would fit in perfectly um, with the uh, with the, 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 the mood and the, um, the attitude. Or not the attitude, but uh, just the feeling that I want to have for Moonshine Brand Wrestling going forward. I think Everett Connors would fit in perfectly. He would be an amazing, amazing, amazing feature in Moonshine Brand Wrestling. But, as you heard him say, he's uh, he's going to stay close to St. Louis from here on in. That's why I, I, I kind of, when I was interviewing him, I'm like, really? You're just going to stick around there? Or what, you know, hey, what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to start traveling again? I was kind of hoping. I'll, I'll throw it out there right now, and I'll admit it. I was kind of hoping that he was going to say, oh, I'm just taking like a year or two, and then I'll, I'll get out. I'll get back out there. I just want to take a little bit of a break. Um, so I was kind of disappointed when he said, eh, you know, we'll see what happens. Because I was kind of like, I was going to, after a little time, I was going to say, hey, I got this thing going, Moonshine Brand Wrestling. You want to come up and, uh, you want to come up and do it? But uh, I might still do that. Because he said he can't, uh, he can't say no to the people he likes. And I think he likes me. I think he likes me. He really, really likes me. Um, But I hope you enjoyed Everett Connors. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you enjoy next week's episode. I hope you enjoy the episode after that. Until then, 
Thanks for listening. And Isaac, I love you, buddy. I love it too.